Welcome to GCAF Manila Podcast. Listen to God's Word on the go and on demand. Well, good morning everyone. Good morning! Wow, wala talagang energy. But anyway, it's still a very good morning. So good morning everyone. Those who are also in, in our live stream, good morning or good day, or good whatever good that we have. I know that this Sunday is all good for all of us because God is so, so good to us. According to the song, he, we have to remember Him. We have to remember because He's so, so good to us. So, so good to us. So, today is the last Sunday of our series Just with it, working. Okay, today is the last Sunday of our series. Hashtag giving matters. So during the first week, actually, during the first week of this series, Pastor Jeter talked about giving in action. That giving should not be based on our circumstances, but based on the condition of our hearts. That's why God is not so concerned of how much we give, but He's so concerned of the attitude of our hearts. He emphasized that giving is not only according to our capacity to give, but also based on our faith beyond our means to give. This is the situation, if you really look at, if you come back and remember the, the, the preaching of Pastor Jeter, this is exactly the condition of the Macedonian church. So they are in poor, they are in extreme poverty. In fact, the Word of God says they are in extreme poverty, but yet they were still able to give generously based on the condition of their hearts. And this kind of giving inspires and motivates other churches. And one of it is actually the Corinthian church, our topic today. They also give out of the abundance of their hearts. And finally, yeah. and finally, Pastor Jeter culminates that giving is an act of grace driven by a genuine love. Giving is an act of grace driven by a genuine love. We can give because we have received the grace and the love of God in the first place. And God did not give according to what we deserve. But He gave beyond and above he gave no less than His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to pay the penalty of our sins. And this kind of expression of giving allows us, His children, to honor Him and to glorify Him. Because in the first place, He is the one who gives first generously to His people. And on the second Sunday, Pastor Marvin talks about the windows of opportunity that giving 
is an opportunity to please God. That when we obey and follow through our commitment in giving, it pleases God as it reflects the glory of God in us. It is also important that we have to look at that giving is an opportunity to be a blessing. So marami tayong ano, experience doon, di ba? That we are being used by God to supply or meet the needs of our brother or our sister. Because God is actually making us or blessing us to be a blessing. And this is an opportunity for all of us. It doesn't necessarily mean whether you are rich, you are poor, maybe you are young, you are old, men, women, whoever, whatever status we are in our community, God is giving us equal opportunity to be a blessing for others. Maybe a simple smile can be a blessing to others. So, why not give a smile to somebody sitting beside you today? And if you are in the online, just have a, a smiling face or give a smile to the screen. <laughs> because that can be a blessing as well. That can be a blessing. Our giving is also an opportunity to end gospel poverty. Now, how can this giving end gospel poverty? Because our giving can fund the discipleship movement that in return, people who have not read, hear the gospel will be able to hear the gospel of the Lord. So it can end the gospel poverty. Now our church believes that the call of God never changed. We may be a young church but we, no one can stop us to be used by God in the area of giving and be used by Him to bless others. That's why we always have that kind of heart as a church to always look at a, a ministry in missions and a ministry, and a ministry in church planting. And He wants us, and our desire as leadership of this church is for us to be able to participate in His work and encourage all other believers to really be able to be used by God in this area of giving for God's glory. God does not want our money. And that's very clear. He owns everything. He is the owner of everything. He does not really need our money. What He needs is our heart, your heart, and my heart. That's what God needs. That's why He wanted us to really participate in this grace of giving. And when we do, when we participate in this area, when we do, as a church, we are making our earthly resources matter to God. Again, I would like to stress that out. God does not need our money, but He wants our hearts for the heartbeat of God 
is mission. And when we do mission, we are making our earthly resources matter for eternity. And last week, last week, Pastor Bians talks about the true heart of godly generosity. So at least ngayon, naalala nyo na yung from first Sunday, second Sunday. Ngayon, ito na naman yung last Sunday. Kung pareho kayo sa akin, minsan makalimutan ko rin after, after a week. But this is what Pastor Bians is speak, talking about last Sunday. The true heart of godly generosity. That God's economy cannot be compared to the shopping economy. So, I will not dwell too much on that because you know already what shopping economy is. It's all about you know, buying, buying, buying and giving. Uh, you spend a lot of money in, in shopping. And the online technology today make us very convenient all the more to make this shopping economy very, very uh, easy to, 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 to do within our fingertips. Because God's formula of giving is not a minus, but a multiplication. Giving is not a minus every time we give, like we spend for our shopping. It's not. But it is a multiplication like... <clears throat> Like planting a seed so that one day it can reap a harvest if we are determined to keep planting on our seed. So those who are willing to plant a seed, one day you will be able to reap a harvest. Because giving is actually sowing. And giving is planting a seed. And finally, in God's perspective, of our giving is an investment for eternity. It is an investment, but we should not look at it in the lens of our own eyes today. Because in our own eyes today, when we invest, we are actually expecting right away a monetary return of our investment. Ah, thank you. A monetary return of our investment. But in God's eyes, what it means for the investment is that he looks at our heart and give more value of what's inside in return. So the godly, or the godly investment is being looked at by the Lord in our heart and He is going to look at in our heart in return. What's inside in our heart in return. So this is and if you forget everything last Sunday, this is my takeaway actually last Sunday. Ito lang ang takeaway ko talaga. It kills the heart of generosity when the giving is given just for what you expect to get. So ito yung take-home ko talaga as I watch. Ito pala ang kagandahan ng, ano, ng nirecord natin at saka may live stream. Kasi wala naman ako dito last Sunday. Pero pagbalik ko, Pinanood ko ulit, and ito yung nag-struck talaga sa akin when it says, it kills the heart of generosity when the giving is given just for what you expect to get. So that's, it's not the more you give, the more you get. It is not. But it is the more you give, 
the more you are enabled to give. This is how God creates the heart of godly generosity. Again, it is not the more you give, the more you get. But it is the more you give, the more you are enabled to give. Because that is how God creates a godly generosity, a heart of a godly generosity. And finally, our, this is the last Sunday of our series, Hashtag Giving Matters. And what a way to end as we are encouraged or uninspired to participate in this grace of giving for the work of God and His ministry. Let us look at the passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 to 15. And I entitled this message, An Attitude of Gratitude. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 to 15. So if you have your Bibles with you, you can open it, or you can just follow me silently as I read it in the screen. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, He will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when you take your, when you take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. Verse 12. So two things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of, their, of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ, and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. Let us commit this to the Lord first before we dig deeper into the message of God today. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for, for giving us this time where we can be able, Lord, to listen from you and allow you, O oh God, to speak directly to our hearts, O oh God, your message from these verses, Lord, in Second Corinthians chapter 9. I pray, Father in heaven, that you will give us an open heart. Give us, Lord, a heart to receive your message. And now we pray, Father in heaven, that you will speak to us as we listen to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Amen. So the two chapters, the two chapters of uh, Second Corinthians were based where our text or our theme, hashtag giving matters, are based. Speaks about that Christians, as a Christian, God expects Christian giving to be faithful, to be faith-based, voluntary, cheerful, 
and not out of pressure, legal obligation, being unfair and mandatory. So many times, in our in our previous speakers, we are we are even keep on reminding that giving is not actually an obligation. It is not a legal obligation. It is not mandatory. But God desires that we are to give out of our faith and voluntarily with a cheerful heart. In our text today, Paul continued to encourage the Corinthian believers to follow through on their commitment of giving to the suffering church in Jerusalem. So he is encouraging them to follow through, to fulfill what they have committed. For the past three Sundays, we are taught to give willingly, joyfully, cheerfully, according to what we have decided in our hearts to give. That kind of giving is a decision that we have made before and not just out of pressure and compulsion. In other words, we give because we have decided already that in our heart before we are going to give. As I was really studying this message and read through all the passages, it struck to me when Paul said he is encouraging the Corinthian believers to follow through their commitment of giving. And it dawned on me, I said, Lord, it's so easy for me in the past to commit because I have worked. Mayroon naman akong matatanggap every month na salary. So, parang, yes, it's doable. But when God struck me with His message, I made a decision to follow through. To follow through and commit what I have decided in my heart. Last year, some of them is two years ago, and some of them is actually only this year. And I would like to place my faith in God that He will do beyond my imagination on how He is going to meet my needs and the needs of the one that I am supporting. So that's why when I really study through this message, it's really very emotional to me. That's what I have said. It's, it's, easy for, it's easy for me in the past to commit because I know that at the end of the day, I have something that I can give. But now, wala, wala akong work. Wala na akong work, Lord. I, I don't know, but God also is, God also is a God beyond our imagination. He can also give me another opportunity. And that's what I am, what I am praying for. But I would like to, to, to rest for a while from working maybe for six months or maximum of one year. So when we do this kind of giving, we will not only participate with God in meeting the physical 
needs of others. But we will also contribute to the overflowing thankfulness of God. As I am imagining giving an overflowing thankfulness to God, I will always look back who am I and what am I. I don't really deserve the blessings of God that He flows through me. But He gave it anyway. So I have to let that blessing as well flow to others as I will make myself be a blessing for His glory. So, in our text, pardon me for that, in our text, I really become so emotional when I read through and study the, the passage. Ooh, that's why sabi ko sa inyo, wag nyo na ako ipaspeak talaga eh. Ah! Kasi pag ipaspeak nyo ako, I will be... I will be very emotional uh, looking at the context where God is placed in my heart. So there are three things that we can learn from uh, the passage that we have read a while ago. So number one, He promised us to provide our needs and increase our resources. So paano? He said in verse 10, God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and and then bread to it. So the sower's need are provided. So what are the needs of the sower? The sower's need or the farmer's need is, ang need niya is seeds. Pero mayroon din siya sariling need. May sarili din siyang pangangailangan. But God said, the, God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer and then bread to it. So He provided both the seeds, and the bread. So God did not only provide the seed, He also provided the things that the sower is needing in his life. How does God provide all this? By giving a harvest enough so that there is not only enough food for them to eat, but there is enough seed for them to sow and plant. So again, how does God provide all these things? He give, He provide a harvest enough for them to have for their needs and at the same time enough to have a seeds for planting for the next season, for the next cropping. That's how God provide the, the needs of the farmer. Now, I grew up in the farm. Uh, my father is a farmer and we finished our college because of the farming skills of my parents. Now, farmer is not really easy because you really have to prepare the land. And when you prepare the land, during the time na wala pang rain, wala pang ulan, i-prepare mo na yon. Tapos, pag may ulan na, lalo mong i-ano uli, i-till mo uli para talagang, ano, talagang maganda na masyado taniman yung, ano, yung, yung farm. 
it is really a hard work. I remember during the time na every time mag, mag umpisa na yung ulan, ang, ang at the back of my mind, Lord, trabaho na naman to, at dito na naman, tatanim na naman, we are caring for the farm and all the stuff. And this is also about timing. Farming is also about timing because you cannot just simply plant a seed. You have to wait for the right time to plant the seed. And the right timing is when there is already a continuous rain. And then that's the time that you have to start planting. Kasi kung itanim mo siya, walang rain, ah, wala, hindi rin mabubuhay yung itatanim mo. That's in the plant. And this is what I noticed from my father. Every time mag-harvest na kami, may harvest na siya, he will always choose first the best seed. Tapos isiparit niya yon, ihiwalay niya, and he will say, ito yung gagamitin nating seed uli for the next cropping. That gives me a good picture today that sometimes when we give yung tira-tira lang, when we sow a seed, kung ano yung natira, yun yung normal natin, eh, ito lang naman ang natira, yun lang ilagay natin, yun natira eh. But in the context of farming, in the context of real sowing, you really have to decide ano yung ipaplant mo ulit. And in fact, he chooses the best seed. Yung pinakamalaking, kung mais man yun, yung pinakamalaking cubs, yun talaga yung ihiwalay. Tapos talagang hiwalay siya na talagang malayo doon sa iba. Kasi para preparation during the next cropping. And second, that what I also observed, our seeds always more than the capacity of our planting field. Bakit ganon? Tinanong ko si Papa, bakit ganon? Sabi niya, sayang. Grabe na yung ano natin, yung effort natin to prepare the land, tapos kulang pala yung seeds natin. Mas okay na yung sobra yung seeds natin. So can you imagine that kind of perspective for a farmer? And it struck on my mind today. As I grow up and I am now listening When Paul uses this kind of metaphor to imagine what kind of giving are we going to sow for the Lord. That we need to give what is due for God, but we have to make a decision from the very beginning. Not out of pressure, not out of emotions, but we have to decide it first before we are going to give. That's why siguro maalala nyo pag During the time ng missions month, magsasabi kami, oh, may pledge naman tayo during the first week pa lang yun. So that you can pray about it. You can make a decision for it. And then in the end, that's the time that we ask you to make your commitment, to make your pledge. The good thing about our church is we have a way of preparing the land. In fact, the leaders are already preparing the land. We involve all of us with our mission spec. We pray about it every Sunday. So, sabi nyo, hindi naman ako nakapag-pray noon. Ah. Then, I encourage you to join our Wednesday prayer meeting so you can also pray and be part of uh, uh, the prayer group that pray for our mission spec. We pray about it. Your leaders engage on it. Now is the time to plant the seed. As we give, For our mission, vision, 
for our vision for missions and church planting, then we can now start planting the seed. Now remember this, the sower's need are provided. The word of God is so clear when it says, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. Second, that we can learn out of this chapter of verse is the sower plant the seed and God made the increase. So the role of the sower is just simply plant the seed and God make the increase. Every time we give for the ministry of God, we are planting a seed. We are sowing. Now, look at the promise. Those ones that is being underlined. God will not only provide us with a seed, but He will increase and multiply our resources. Now, what is resources here? In this, in this, what, what is talking about, about resources here? It is our capacity to store as God multiplies the seed. For what purpose? Why we are going to store it? And what purpose? Why God multiplies the seed? Now, I want you to look at in, in ESV version of this verse. It says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your generosity. Now, what is the purpose of the seed? What he is multiplying? He is multiplying the seed, your seed. And the purpose is sowing. Because that's really the purpose of the seed. The seed is not really meant to be eaten. Like my father, he separates the seed for the next cropping, for the next season. It's not actually for eating. All others, pwedeng kainin namin yun. But, but for that seed, has to be sown. It has to be sown. And increase the harvest of your generosity. The purpose of increasing the seed is for sowing so that the harvest is increased. Now, what kind of harvest? The harvest of righteousness. That the lives of people, many people, will come to know the Lord and they will also worship and praise and glorify our living God. When we give for missions and church planting ministry. The question is, for us today, is what have we given for the Lord? Ano kaya ang naibigay na natin sa Panginoon? Have we given something? Because we can never start sowing if we ourselves are not even we give ourselves fully for the Lord's work. So if we are going to give ourselves first, then it follows that we can also be able to sow a seed for the ministry of God. For those who have been here for so long and actually excel in this area of giving, have you noticed it? Your, your, your tithes has been increased? Because you are promoted, because you are given more income. But have you noticed as well 
that your seeds for sowing is also increased. Kasi it follows. It follows naman eh. Na pag lumaki yung sahod mo, lumaki din yung whatever na poor savings mo, lalaki din yung other things mo. Di ba? God bless you to be a blessing. God bless you for a promotion and income and I hope that you notice that your seed for giving on top of your tithes is also increasing. So if you have an attitude of gratitude, you can give a grateful heart for God promised to provide our needs and increase our resources. Second, He enriched us to meet a need and produce a thankful heart. You will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. What does it mean? It simply means that we are really blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. You will be enriched in every way. That's what he said. So in other words, we are enriched to give. What kind of riches is this? Paul is talking about. Is it financial riches? Or is it emotional riches? Or is it spiritual riches? The Word of God is clear when it says, you will be enriched in every way. So I believe in all aspects. It can be both financial as well as your spiritual. We will be enriched in every way. In fact, in some versions, in NASB in, in version, it says, you will be in, enriched in everything. You will be enriched in everything. So does this mean that we will become rich and financially wealthy? Because that's what God is saying in this verse. Financially wealthy. When we give for God's ministry. Maybe. Or perhaps. But it simply means that we will become rich and financially... It simply means that, that He will give us more finances than we require for our own needs so that we can be generous on every occasion. Again, ang ibig sabihin dito is that He will give us more finances than we require for our own needs so that we can be generous in all occasions. So the whole point here is this. It's not about accumulating our financial wealth. God bless us so we will have more than enough for our own needs. Then we can continue to give generously for the work of His ministry. He bless us to be a blessing. We should not interrupt our faith in the cycle of giving. It must also continue to flow out of the promises to be continually renewed and reactivated for God bless us to become a blessing for others. When I started giving way back many years ago, para hindi nyo lang malaman kung anong edad ko, sabihin ko na lang many years ago. When I started giving right after college, I mean, during college, I already start giving for a tithe. So whatever my parents give me, I separate 10% of it and then I start giving for a tithe during my college days. Siguro yun yung dahilan na payat ako masyado noon kasi wala akong pagkain. 
But uh, thank God, gusto ko ang balikan yung ano na yun eh, katawan na yun. Ngayon, but anyway. So, kidding aside. So when I start working, I also start, of course, continue giving the tithe that is due for God. And I start giving as well for some other ministries. And I still remember, there are, there are ministries na binigay ko lang talaga 100 a month. There are even ministries na 200 lang. And then after years and years passed, nagiging 200, nagiging 500, nagiging 1,000, nagiging 5,000, nagiging 10,000. And it continues as God is blessing me as well. And what I can really think of, when all those years, by the way, 53 na ako ngayon, sabihin ko na lang. Para ma-imagine nyo kung ilan na yung so many years. From all those years, ma-imagine nyo yun. I have never been in luck because I give for God's glory, for the kingdom of God. That's why yung, ano, yung writer na nagsasabi that we can never outgive God, it's really, really true. Siguro marap, maraming business narinig niyo na it's easy to give pag ano lang pag uh, a thousand lang uh, pag 10,000 10,000 na 100,000 na mahirap na ibigay yun. But I really praise God. I'm I'm saying this not because I'm going to brag about myself but I'm going to brag about my God who blessed me. That I even was able to give a million for the glory of God. So, hindi talaga, you can never outgive God. You can never outgive God. And later, sasabihin ko sa inyo, bakit you can never out, out, outlive God, outgive God in the last uh, phase for this message. So, we can actually make ourselves be a blessing if you want to. Hindi naman necessary na malaki nga eh. In fact, nga, you can be a blessing by just giving a smile, by just saying hi to everyone. It will create an impact to the lives of others. You can be a blessing in whatever way. But God said He enriched us. He enriched us in every way so that we can be a blessing for others. Second, sinabi niya dito, our act of giving produces a thankful heart. Our act of giving produces a thankful heart. Sinabi niya, when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two things will result in this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanksgiving or their thanks to God. Paul, Paul's encouragement to give is to, to giving is that the amount we give will produce and develop Two significant results. He is not even talking about the amount here. No numbers. Whether small, big, wala siyang sinabi dito. The amount is just secondary. The most important thing is the attitude of our heart when we give for the work of God. First and foremost, God loves a cheerful giver. So He gives a very good heart. For the one who gives. It creates within us a heart of thanksgiving and gratefulness 
Second, it creates a heart of gratitude as the ministry we are supporting joyfully express their thanksgiving to God because of the gift we have given to them. This gift may be small, but for them, it's already so big the moment we meet their needs. Friends, our giving really matters. And the most important thing, this act of giving produces a thankful heart. Not only our heart, but also the heart of the receiver. He will also be thankful. Now, I was, I was really, I mean, I'm really imagining what will happen. Now, I don't know about you, but when you receive a gift, will you cry? Or will you be happy? Remember, kahit kunti lang sa oh, thank you, thank you very much. Why is that? Because somebody somehow remember us or somebody somehow meet our need. We're so happy. But imagine the heart of the giver when he sees that the one who receives the gift is so happy. What do you think is the heart of the giver looks like? He will also be happy. And you know that? You know what? When we give cheerfully, God is glorified. And He will all the more be glorified when the receiver of the gift will give glory and honor to Him. Because He will give thanks and express joyfully their thanksgiving to the Lord for meeting their needs. So our attitude of gratitude towards giving meet a need and produce a thankful heart because we are blessed to be a blessing and our act of giving produces it. In the first place, He enriches us to meet a need and produce a thankful heart. Finally, wow, wow, last na talaga. Finally. Finally, He caused us to overflow His grace and pray with deep affection. Giving is a ministry. Sabi niya dito, as a result of your ministry, they will glorify God. So giving is a ministry that glorifies God. Now, sometimes sabi natin, ah, giving lang naman yan. Sige, bigay lang tayo, bigay na lang, and all those stuff. But actually, in the eyes of God, giving is a ministry that glorifies Him. It glorifies God when we give. Now, look at this. Our giving does not only meet the needs of others. For the benefit goes beyond simply by providing maybe their food, their rental, uh, tuition, whatever, and all those stuff. It will. But the most important thing is it allows Christian, this is it, it allows Christian to participate in mission work and harvest thanksgiving to God from from those who receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Now, not all of us can really go. Not all of us can really go and share the gospel. Can really go to the unreached people groups. Not all of us. Not all of us can plant church. But we can pray and we can give for the missionaries that we are supporting and the church planting pastors that we are supporting. We can do that. 
God desires for His people in our church here in Jikap to become a channel of blessing where grace can overflow like a vessel that, unri that unrich people groups will know and the inexplainable love of Christ because He caused us to overflow His grace to them. So giving is an act of obedience to the gospel of Christ. Our generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. God's mission has never changed. He wants you and me to obey in bringing the gospel to the ends of the earth. And He promised to be with us until the end. Now, Christian giving allows believers to participate in God's work. And it creates a powerful connection between those who give and those who receive. Our giving is a declaration of our faith in Christ and demonstrate that Christ's love is real also to them. In other words, the generous gift of the believers to the ministry we support will be the proof that Christ and the love of Christ are real to them. Something that unreached people group and the church planting area has to grasp and understood. Finally, giving benefits both the giver and the receiver. Sa anong paraan? People will glorify God. They will glorify God. Second, this is a proof of our obedience to the gospel of Christ. Third, people will pray for the giver out of love and care. So can you imagine that? They will really pray for those who give out of the care and love that we show to them. And third, God's grace can overflow through us. And this multiplies an attitude of gratitude. Finally, in verse 15, starting in verse 14b, Paul brings back our focus to God and why we should participate in this grace of giving. When it says, because of the overflowing grace God has given you, thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. In the NASB version, it makes goes beyond, exceed, and surpasses anything imaginable. When it says, because of the surpassing grace in you, of God in you, thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Now what makes this great gift indescribable? It is the incredible love of God. It is the incredible love of God that makes it indescribable. It comes, you know why it is incredible? Because this is not just simply love that is being given. It comes with a gruesome sacrifice hanging on the cross just to pay the penalty of our sins, to forgive our sins and purify us from all our unrighteousness. 
That's how incredible kind of love it is. That's why Paul said, it's too wonderful for words. It's indescribable gift. True enough, it's really indescribable. You know why? Because we don't really deserve those things. We don't deserve those things. Now the question that I would like to ask you today, if God has given us this indescribable gift to us, what have we given back to God? What have we given to Him? Now I look at the meaning in Greek for the words grace and gift. It's actually very close to each other. And it simply means, basahin ko na lang, sabi niya dito sa Greek, it, it speaks of favor that is freely given. It's a favor that is freely given and you don't even ask for it. But it was given. That's a favor that is given. And that is how generous our God is. This reminds us that our salvation isn't because we deserve it. Because we don't deserve it. In fact, we deserve to die. We deserve to suffer. But nevertheless, God said He will do it instead. Because of His generous love. And it flows wholly from God's amazing love for us. That's why we receive the generous gift that He has given. Our salvation through His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Now I tell you, He gave it all. Wala siyang He gave His one and only Son for our sake. Then the question nga, what have we given back to Him? You know what? Our gift, our giving, no matter how generous it will be, no matter how big it will be, it will always fall short in comparison for the grace and the greatest gift He gave through Jesus Christ. We will always fall short. That's why we can never outgive God. It's really impossible that we can really outgive God. In fact, Romans 5.8 encapsulates all these things when it says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Let's have a grateful heart and develop an attitude of gratitude within ourselves when we give towards the works of God. Because when we have that kind of attitude of gratitude, it will flow in us His amazing love through His grace of giving. And when we do, He promised us to provide our needs and increase our resources. He enriched us to meet a need and produce a thankful heart. And He caused us to overflow His grace and pray with deep affection. Can I ask everyone to please rise as we close in prayer? Even in the live stream, if you are with us, I would like you to stand up as well. And let's close our eyes. And this time, let's pray. Let's talk to God for a minute.
to the Lord before I close in prayer. If God is really talking to you today, then make that commitment. Talk to Him about that commitment as well. Our God has already prepared the field where we can plant our seed. We have been involving the entire church in praying and engaging a missionary in Bangladesh, a church planting work in Naikavite through our missions peg. We have prayed, we have engaged the mission field. Now it's time for us to plant the seed. As we give for our vision for missions and church planting programs. Our church will not force you to give. Again, I will say it again. Our church will not force you to give. But we will continue to encourage everyone to participate in this grace of giving and allow all of us to experience the blessings and accountability that goes with it. That's the reason why we present to you our mission's peg. The 777 vision for mission and church planting. Seven missionaries, seven church planting here and abroad to be supported by our church, GCAF Manila, in seven years. I don't know what God is speaking to you today. But one thing I know, He spoke to me as well. And I'm going to follow through what I have committed to Him. Father, thank you so much for your goodness and your faithfulness for our lives. Lord, yes, Lord, we can never outgive you, dear God. No matter how generous we will be in giving, not even our lives cannot compare to what you have given to all of us. So, Father, this morning, my prayer is that you're going to seal, Lord, our commitment for you in the area of giving. Because when we give, it glorifies you. And not only glorifies you, dear God, but it also gives a thankful heart to the receiver that gives glory to you. And all the more, you will be glorified for him. So, Father, my prayer as a church, that we will always be able, Lord, to honor you and to glorify you with our lives and even with our giving. We give you praise, O God, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Join the GCAF Manila community on Facebook and other social media platforms for more. Together, let's continue to obey beyond borders. Thank you.